everybody and welcome back to our podcast. Hey, I'm back. Carla and I'm Dominique and this is the Limitless Podcast, the podcast for woke girls that love dumb stuff. Hey girl, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging. <laughs> oh gosh, okay, good. I, like, I don't know what's happening to all my plans in 2020. And I think everybody else feels the same way. True. So to be honest, I'm actually okay. I feel like... I've been slowed down. In what sense? And eh? you know, you know when you when you know when you kick the the year into gear, uh-huh. and you feel like you just need to rush in to get stuff going because yeah. you're like, yeah, 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 twenty plenty, twenty twenty vision, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all these things. And God is just like, yeah, slow your roll, go, slow your roll, guys. Eh? <laughs> not just me. That's the thing, right? It's like not just me. True. And I mean, for me, the weeks have gone by so quickly and I'm glad we're back in the stool like I'm so I, I love missed, these moments that we hear I missed the and pod same 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 and lives again you're here with us in spirit so we it's miss you girl I, but we got you we got you and I think for me you know just in terms of like I think we spoke about you know your vision and your plans and not putting that pressure on yeah. yourself yeah to to get certain things done it's like I'm taking each day as it comes and I mean we're sort of in that space now where it's like a lot of a lot of nonsense is going on at the moment, which we're just gonna touch on. Like, yeah, I don't want to waste a lot of time with no, this. Let's get into it, girl. But, I mean, for it's me, wild out it, there. It's wild out there. <laughs> Literally, it is, is wild out there. No, no, no. There. This is Jumanji level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! We're talking so about is playing that game yeah. right now. Please finish it. Like we're done Come on, now. Yeah. No, please. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to to hit the stop button. So COVID nineteen. I mean COVID nineteen. We have locusts invasion up in Kenya. Like this is starting to look proper surreal. Plague. Hey? A proper plague, guys. Sure. Yeah. So I think for me, I think just from a work point of view, a lot of frustrations. I mean, people are kind of losing their ish, and we just need to take a step back and just calm down. Let's take our precautions. Yes, you know, do what you is, need to do, guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, but in sense, guys, you know, for me, I feel like already you should be living your life. You know, this whole thing. Now, funny enough, YOLO's always been about you only live once. It's like now you only go die once. You know, you're living every day, so make each day count. I know. So, but isn't I'm, it crazy that people are being told to sanitize their hands? Like, I'm, what have you all been doing this entire time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, there's a sanitizer in the kitchen, in my bag, in my gym bag. Like, it's been a yeah. norm. So it's kind of exposing exposing people's flaws, which. You think to yourself, what mm-hmm. have you been doing all this time? And it's called hygiene, guys. Come on. Just basic. You know? So, yeah, my thoughts on it. Please just let it not come to our shores. <laughs> First and foremost, please. I know. <laughs> I know? know. Look, like I said, it's it's an insane time. But what time to be alive it is. Absolutely. And uh, we're only three months into 2020. And boom, God is showing us who is God yeah. and readjusting everybody's plans. Yeah. And all I'm going to say about this pandemic is it's real. Mm-hmm. Do what is necessary. Try to stay calm and productive. And by productive, I mean, get creative. Absolutely. You know, like Absolutely. you can still, maybe you can't go to gym per se. Cause like, that's like the cesspool yeah. of note. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was, just, I was like, should I go? Shouldn't I? So like, that's why I was like, I have got to run this morning. I mean, this whole week threw me off completely. So I I'm, know, I'm but, you there. but that's the thing. You can still go running outside. Yeah. Just avoid people. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you work out at, at home? Like yeah. get creative. Yeah. And for me, it's just so funny. Cause I'm just like, welcome to my life guys. Yeah. I've been social distancing. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but I love some of the the light. And what the thing about Africans is how we're able to take light of certain situations, mm-hmm. you know. So some of the memes that have been going out there. I mean, you know that old school dance where you like kind of kick the feet and you like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that that move there. I know, and that's how we actually greeting each other at the office. So I, know, right? I love that. You know, so at yeah. least there's some light situations in terms of what else can you do besides panic. You know, but know. just kind of just take these moments and think, you know what? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, we'll do what we, we can. We'll use what we have yeah. and just take each day as it comes. Get creative. Stay home in Netflix. And yeah. I mean, if you haven't yet, binge on Love is Blind, for instance. Oh like, there's gosh. so many awesome <laughs> content yes. out there to consume right now. Like, Thanks. this is the time to catch up. Um, but there's also a bunch of other things that you can do. You know, you can spring clean, like rearrange your home. Um, just take stock of what's happening in your own life. Like, like I said, this is God's way of like trying to tell us all to just slow down. Mm. Um, and just take heed into that opportunity and just slow down. Absolutely. I feel like I, it, it feels good <laughs> to have everybody on the Jomo side of life. <laughs> yeah. Turn Jomo, Jomo, turn Jomo, turn FOMO into Jomo. Jomo, Jomo is? Joy of missing out. Oh, snap, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's the uh, joy of missing out. Joy of missing out. I, I love that. You've just completely flipped that up in terms of fear. It wasn't me. I don't know who coined so, it, but I'm just like, really? yeah, this has been my thing since giving birth, actually. Ah, <laughs> I heard you say it and I'm like, Jomo, Jomo, but I love that. Yeah. yeah. Joy of missing out. Joy of missing out. Lovely. And on that note i mean there's so much to be grateful for right we're all still very much blessed and a lot of us are fortunate to work from home or uh have the ability to in terms of what you know everybody's measures are to stay safe i hope that gets implemented from outside i mean a lot of things events have been you know cancelled or postponed on outside but worldwide right so you know our company's been quite good in terms of providing hand sanitizers and communicating and having, you know, mm. you know, posters up just to let us know to be careful and be aware. Agreed. So, yeah. But while we stay home, what's on your radar? <laughs> so I'm going to definitely try to do the gymming from home. Okay. You know, I love my, my fitness and my yoga definitely has been up. My game there has been up a few notches. Yeah. But, you know, just from binging on certain series. So I actually was checking out Queen Sono. Hey. And loving it, loving it, loving it. Shout out to Pearl Tusi. I mean, she got me rocking my afro. And I mean, that is a whole anomaly Wait, on another level on. for me. No, 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 no. Wait. It took Pearl Tusi <laughs> <laughs> to get you to, to rock, rock my your afro. afro friend. And okay. you know how I feel about that. So me, your friend, telling you that you look beautiful and you're powerful and you're a queen in that afro it did not help i'm touched but it's fine thanks girl <laughs> i'm absolutely like i've preached yeah, I know, to you I know, about friend. your hair because I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal and it's beautiful yeah. and but i think that was just you alongside many other things where i was working through some stuff you know mm. I, we had this conversation where you know growing up as a colored girl you know, mm-hmm. your hair always had to be relaxed and straight, especially if you didn't have that good thread. It's got to be neat. You know, it's got to be neat and it's got to be... Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> right? And so, you know, being teased and bullied and it was like, I never saw the beauty in that. And it's just recently now in, you know, my older years where I'm like, you know what? Stuff it. And it is what it is. And I think just looking at that series, I thought, actually, it's okay to be a badass 
and rock your fro. Like there's moments where I was like, ah, like I'm not like a little yeah. girl. Like kid you not wait. She's kicking butt with her fro. I know, right? <laughs> and that's we're all like, girl, you know, like that is just that's like not realistic. So, but somewhat <laughs> not realistic, right? <laughs> We'd be like, out of it, <laughs> get out of my face. Damn it. No, the, the moment there was she actually had the duke on. Like I a know. Prophet, and she ripped it off and she went berserk. I, I thought, you know what? The I following know. day, like there was two moments. The one way I had, I rocked my fro. Mm-hmm. And then I had to do the nene like the whole day because everybody just wanted to come in and touch it. Oh, God. So that's like a whole other moment as well. <laughs> and nene. <laughs> you know the nene? Like, <laughs> yeah, reverse. Proper girl. <laughs> And the second was uh, the military. So, like, the beret was out oh, there. Yeah, I was the like, Black oh, Panther. Militant. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Love so that. That was, that was my yeah. moment. She had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction, which I could completely relate to, which is when she had the duck on. Mm-hmm. Um, head wrap for anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's a translation. Um, sh- there's a moment where, like, you can see that the head wrap is kind of slipping back. Ooh. And there's something about our hair. Like, I in the first few that. minutes, yeah. like, in the first hours of you wearing it, it's all good. But at some point, it starts getting slippery <laughs> and it starts slipping off you. And it just messes with your whole day. <laughs> and that is why... I- I just can't seem to commit to a whole day of, of a, a hair wrap. Yeah, no, it I, always slips I've got, off. I got that on lockdown. I mean, I do a young hand towel underneath it, and it keeps Girl, it in place. You gotta you like just... YouTube this stuff. <laughs> like you're missing out on a whole YouTube tutorial I life. I actually did that at the office the one day. I don't know what was happening, and I had my duke on, and the one lady was like, "Girl, you do," and I showed her. I said to her, "This is how you do it," and she said the same thing. So. Yeah, but we'll you see. do a lot of things yourself. You braid your own hair. You mm-hmm. like you just you do weird shit. Like you faux <laughs> fo- the your faux locks. You do that. Yep. Like that's just insane. And that's why I'm saying like you sleeping on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I know you realize that like there's a saturated world of YouTube content creators, but I don't think a lot of them come close to what you, I know you're able to do. I'm just saying. Okay. Once again, maybe it'll take Pearl Tusi <laughs> to tell you that. Oh, friend. No. Nah, I'm touched, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll move right along. Yeah. Uh, so still on the radar, I've been, every morning I try to listen to a podcast or to watch something like, you know, enriching, fulfilling, some sort of like affirmation, um, just rich content that I know is going to help, how do I put it, um, enrich my self-identity sort of thing. And I've been listening or and watching the WW Oprah's 2020 vision. So she's been going on a tour around the US and she's had pretty amazing guests. And I'm talking about The Rock. Yes. J-Lo. Yes. Michelle Obama. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, I loved Michelle Obama. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. And yeah. weirdly enough, I love The Rock. Like he, yeah. he had such a profound conversation with with oprah and it was just really beautiful and i i love this entire series that she's doing but also on a podcast level what i would recommend is a pretty big deal with ashley graham a pretty big deal pretty big deal uh ashley graham do you know her she's Mm -hmm. like that super um what do you call it plus size model oh okay um and that's like also a whole nother movement yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Lizzie's of the world so absolutely but out. she's she's so grounded and she has a podcast and she has some phenomenal like when i looked when i started watching obviously now i'm getting served all her content mm-hmm. um she has some really amazing people come on her show like two a-listers from kim k to 
you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that resonated with me a lot was Elaine uh, Wal- Walteroth. Okay. I hope I'm saying it's her name right. And she was uh, the editor-in-chief at uh, Teen Vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, you might know her. She's got this beautiful big afro. She just uh, launched a book called More Than Enough. Um, it's a phenomenal book. The which, name sounds familiar. I think if I see her face. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And I think what resonated with me, and it spoke about, um, they touched on a topic that you and I have discussed. Mm-hmm. And I know we've said that we're going to bring it into the pod at some point. We just haven't quite figured out exactly how because there's just so much to unpack in that world and in that topic that it's going to take multiple conversations in different parts, mm. potentially, potentially with different people um, and putting it out there maybe even one day with Pearl Tusi herself because she has brought it up too and she's been a victim of such in... Um, many situations mm. to even somewhat canceling Twitter herself. Um, and that is being mixed, being colored in South Africa. Like, what is that like, mm. honestly? Friend. And let me tell you why, when I brought it up with you, it was so profound for me because uh, I struggled with identity, you know, moving to South Africa in mm-hmm. six years, um, not really fi- like, finding belonging in one particular race you know sitting with the white kids and being like you're too mm, dark to I'm be too white, dark to be and, white too and too fair to be black, to be black. Mm. and you know suddenly i was introduced to like oh there's colored people here <laughs> <laughs> there's and this I'll culture the of people yeah. that i supposedly fall under yeah and yet but even with them in the i didn't fit in and i remember our first meeting you know the story yeah. we we were in high school grade yep. eight yep. you know new and here i see this beautiful face you know and I'm thinking, okay, we're in the same class. We could be friends. And I start speaking Afrikaans to you. I know. And I'm like, oh, wait, see, what's your name? Like, Ukhanet. And you're like, no. I'm thinking, <laughs> what do you think like, you who are? Who the hell do you think exactly. you are? I will never, like, that, yeah. guys, this was the first impression of color yeah. that I had. And I mean, I can't believe it. It's like 20 plus years. It I know, right? that we're still friends. I just, I, I entertained you because I was just like, oh my God, she's so pretty. <laughs> what did you think about the Yeah, yeah I thought too? you were so pretty. I was Bro. just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she thought, told me why. And I thought to myself, because you had friends, I was like, oh man, she must be one of the cool people. So right. I knew, I'm, I'm a street smart kid. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I needed, with this one? I needed to make friends somewhere. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I couldn't be like a, a lone, yeah. you know, lone wolf. But if you could, going back, to your 13 year old self mm. like try to unpack that for me in terms of what was your thought process <gasps> i mean you know you was hectic babe it was so so primary school was really tough and Tanil being my only friend at mm-hmm. the time again and she was i guess she was she had to get she was caught up in my world because we were friends we became friends and then i i came with my own friend which was a white girl and then on the other side i had this African, she was from Kenya. Mm-hmm. Kanku, I'll never forget her name. And I think she's from Kenya. I'm not actually quite sure. We've lost touch a long time ago. Um, so I had these two friends and then I had Tanil, who was the colored girl. And obviously they're all looking at each other and they're like, well, I'm black, I'm white, I'm colored. So girl, who are, are you? you? I, I'm, I'm like, I don't care. You guys are my friends. So like, let's just chill, yeah. you know? And then I had another friend and she was colored and then another friend and she was colored. And then suddenly there was like a lot more colored girls in okay. the group. Yeah. And it wasn't 
I was constantly looking for someone to reflect my cultural belief system, mm-hmm. my customs. Yeah. And the only thing we shared was our skin color. Because yeah. I yet, mean, you a whole nother yeah, flavor. You, you're with, Portuguese on top of it. I know. You know? Well, so. yeah, Mozambican. And then you, and then the colored girls, they had a lot more in common. So culturally, they shared a lot of things. Mm. You know, their parents either spoke Afrikaans mm. or were, you know, there was something that linked them. But with me, there was just nothing aside from our skin color mm. and potentially our hair pattern, which okay. even in that, in that self, like, no, no. every color girl has very different. different textured hair. So that was, that was primary school for me. Mm. And obviously that continued into high school, me just trying to, and mind you in between all this in South Africa, I'm going back home to Mozambique and there I don't, I, I never really questioned my identity per mm-hmm. se, it was just, I think I was just so used to everybody being so multi-raced. Okay. Every family has different types of races in them. Okay. So that to me was like, yeah, this is home. But the moment I stepped into SA yeah. and every year you had to fill in those forms, you know, where, you they, tick a box. where you tick a box. And every year I would choose something different. Either I, really? there were years where I'd be like, yeah, I must be colored, right? Okay. Because like. Those are my friends here, right? So th- my thing is like, who who are you chilling with? That's, <laughs> for that particular year, yeah, for that particular year, <laughs> like that's. So if my Today friends I'm were African. more black, yeah. So if my friends were more black, exactly, and that was the other thing, right? Sure. The other option there is African. I'm like, but wait, aren't we all African? African. So it was so yeah. confusing for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then at some point, I promise you, I went rogue, and every year I would just click other. Yo, okay. I was just like, what are these boxes? Mm. You know, so when the conversation started coming about in terms of people having to put you in a box. So I, you're going through all of this at I've 13? I've been going like through it, girl. Between like 10, 11, 12? Or? I've just been, I've been in a constant state of in between. Okay. You know, in between SA and Mozambique, in between um, figuring out whether I'm more part black or more part white and which part white is it really so my mom didn't know who her dad was and she is very fair-skinned can only be her dad because my grandmother's dark so it's so confusing and all I'm, all this is now coming to light with content such as uh tracy ellis ross's yeah. mixed ish mm-hmm. and i know it's not going to be as viral as blackish because blackish is a phenomenal show but every time I watch Mixed Dish and I look and I, I giggle at all the little instances that happen in there, I'm just like, no matter where you are or what part of the world you're in, if you are of a, of a mixed complexion, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that that we do have that common thread where we are constantly in a state of in between. Mm-hmm. And to some, it seems like it is a privilege, and to others, we're actually just part of. <laughs> the other you know there's an otherness about us all the time and in SA high school and then post high school it didn't click to me until I moved to Cape Town okay and I realized that the colored people in Cape Town were different to the colored people I had met in Joburg yeah and I was just like but you guys are completely different people (laughs) like culturally you are South Africa wow how do you blanket colored into this completely vast race it 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 yeah yeah i mean i i I had i had a conversation as well with some of my friends you know and growing up in a colored neighborhood you know you a lot of stereotypes came from that and i mean i opened up this conversation to my girlfriends 
you know, back home. And again, you know, those stereotypes of us being violent and being rough and on the scoff. And it's like, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And I, I, I said to them, but guys, ideally, if you had a voice, you know, how would you want to tell your story? You know, so uh, just to kind of paraphrase, you know, my, my one friend was saying that, you know, we actually are amazing cooks and, you know, we, we great mothers and we're able to make, you know, something out of nothing. Yeah. You know, so there is that beautiful side in terms of how being multifaceted, you actually are yeah. in every aspect of your life as well. Yeah. You know, so yes, those stereotypes are there, but it's like that constant fighting with yourself. I mean, in just taking your situation as an example, where yeah. you just have your God up. Yeah. You know, because you're Always. just having to try to associate with who you are. Yeah. You know, so naturally that can come off as a defensive mechanism. So now all of, all of a sudden you're being, you know, classified as a violent person. Yeah. You know, that but it's like you're just, yeah. absolutely. And you don't know me. Like, no, I'm not that person. So if you actually don't even get to talk to me and we don't have this conversation. Yeah. That's how wrong your stereotype just Absolutely. was right there. Yeah. But right. thankfully for me, you know, the way I was raised and the way I grew up, as the years went by, because I mean, from my home friends, it was just also a group of colored girls. Yeah. You know, into high school. But your area, then, Dominique, that was the thing. Like where you grew up, you were surrounded by people that looked like you yeah. as well. Yeah. So that made it a lot less more of an identity crisis. You had a sense of belonging there. You know, yeah. and for me, school was that like that's where I would question that a lot more. But because your home base was so much more grounded, I think it provided more context for you. Mm. You know, yeah, it's just it's in, especially you know being in Joburg or South Africa again, us referring to coloreds. You know, it's a completely different segment. Yep. You know, so for me, it's it's something again. You know that we're gonna have to really yeah. just unpack yeah. this so much. Like yeah. I just want to you know share with you around this, yeah. um, just in terms of where we at and the stereotypes and you know the sort of the flip side to those stereotypes. Yeah. You know, with the good there's the 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 the, the bad, the ugly, the great, and whatever. So for me, you know. It's only now, you know, also when I got to college, it's like then I started mixing up my friends. And then it was like Indian mm. and white and colored and black. And it was also quite diverse in that. So for me, colored is that diversity. It's inclusive and diversity. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. just based on your skin tone and your hair thread and your eye color and, 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 and. Yeah. And I wish we could get to a place, especially now where everybody's almost colored. My one colleague even made me laugh. You know, we, we trained together. And we we launched this product that was a hybrid product, you know, it was like two in one kind of thing. And she quite dark in complexion, you know, she's a KZN girl, and um, she made a joke where she says, "You know what, guys?" She spoke about the product, and then she's like, "You know what, guys? I'm also a mixed day. Eh? I'm also, <laughs> you know." And everybody, exactly how you laughing? They all looked at her like, "Huh? Oh, she's got this afro and she's dark toned," and she says, "No, yeah." So my mom is Zulu and my father is Sutu. So that makes me Mzutu, you know, and everybody backed <laughs> up laughing. That. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Just in terms yeah. of, you know, being colored, it's like the, in terms of the label in South Africa, it's just completely. Yeah. Mis- Do you agree with, because we both read Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I love that he went through the woes um, in terms of ident- uh, his self-identity also. Yeah. Again, I feel like everybody who's of of this mixed skin tone goes through that. Um, But he kind of put it perfectly in the sense that he said there that being colored is more, is a cultural thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily a race thing. Because you, when you go into a a colored neighborhood, and when I went into yours and I've been to other friends' um, neighborhoods, 
I've realized that the people there are different shades of brown. Yeah. And some completely dark brown. Yeah. But if they if they come out of that space and they're going to like a corporate setting, they'd be labeled as black. Yes. You know. Yeah. And I see why Americans at this point are referring to black and brown people because there's obviously a colorism conversation happening where black people don't consider a light-skinned person to have the same struggles. So we need to clearly define them as brown people because, yes, you are treated differently. I will admit to that. And that brings me back to uh, Pearl Tusi. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not colored. (laughs) She's black, actually. She is light-skinned. Her mom is not quite sure. Is it I think Zulu. Zulu. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah, she's from KZN. Yeah, mm. they're from KZN. So, you know, it, it's all these things. And uh, going back to uh, how, what got me thinking about all of this again with Elaine uh, Walteroth mm-hmm. um, on Pretty Big Deal. She put it perfectly because she was saying, you know, oh, just to give context, Ashley Graham was pregnant at the time of this interview. Okay. And she is a white American woman. She doesn't look like white. She looks she looks very Kardashian-y, so mixed of something. But she says she's white. Okay. And her uh, husband is uh, black American. So they're going to have a mixed baby, okay. right? So the conversation started with how how did Elaine's parents raise her? You know, how did the identity... Uh, situation pan out and Elaine was explaining how her parents made the decision because her mom I think is German something and then the dad is black uh, American and they made the conscious decision from the beginning to tell their kids that they're black because that is how the world is going to see them anyway so prepare them Mm -hmm. for that uh, so that they don't go through an identity crisis Mm -hmm. and 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 I thought that was interesting. And I guess Ashley Graham was saying that that's exactly what they've decided to do because no matter which way they try to paint this kid mm-hmm. that's going to come out, <laughs> you know, the world, at least in, in America, mm-hmm. they're going to see the kid as black. What was interesting, though, is that as the conversation went further, she said something poignant, which was there is no conversation, there, there has not been a conversation for biraciality. So therefore everybody of color, brown or black is classified as just black or painted with one paintbrush because, and how do we see this? When you, when Barack Obama became president, he was the first black president. He was not the first biracial mixed ish Mm. president. When Halle Berry won, she was not the first biracial mixed ish woman. She was the first black Black. woman. So, you know, that just shows how in between the situation is, Mm. you know, and, Pearl Tusi, when she when she had the whole situation on Twitter, because people were going off at her, um, colorism is a real thing, right? That, yeah. um, they were going off at her, saying that you have different privileges. Um, you you may think you're black, but you're not all black, and 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 what I you know I can imagine how hurtful that must have been for her because it's exactly that, right? You you you're not dark enough to be black, you're not white enough to be white, and you're just like this in between, like. I'm almost trying to 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 just paint a perspective for some people to understand like just think about how that person feels for that moment yes. you know realizing that 
wow, I know that there are so many different shades of brown and so many different shades of any color in this world, yet somehow we all still want to see things as either black or white. True. But we're only cheating ourselves from perspectives yeah. at the end of the day, you know. And I think Americans have elaborated on this a lot more, but we're we're very different, I think. You know, African mm. people are different yeah. in the sense that Especially we are. since we have these different tribes and cultures different as cultures well. cultures so. and tribes. And, yeah. you know, when, and that's why when Trevor said that, like, being colored in South Africa, it's a culture. Mm. It's not a skin tone thing, you know. So I, I just thought that that was so perfectly put. And that's what I want to be able to unpack. Like, I can't wait to get, like, a bunch of, you know women in this room including black women and just unpack that like to what extent do we understand the yellow bone <laughs> privilege yes you know um and this is maybe a conversation that needs to be had with men yeah. you know because i think maybe they perpetuate some of the stereotypes and the negative or positive connotations of the colorism Light that skin. happens in between yeah. right what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, I think you've covered most of it. And as you said, you know, this is definitely something that we need to pick up on and get a lot more people involved, you know, uh, just mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, if we're going to be speaking about this epidemic in terms of, you know, COVID and whatnot, it's like we need to address all the different issues at hand, mm -hmm. you know, that we're being faced with on a regular basis. But yeah, I'm glad we, we've opened this up, I you know, know right? I think with me as well, you know, every day, you know, especially being... A South African woman, you know, especially when I've got my phone, my dress, it's like I can't speak a native language, and it's like people just expect it, yeah, you know. So it's like always that, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, booty, oh, okay, yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's, I get uh, that though, which gosh. is so interesting. People speak to you in Zulu, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's, I think it's that they, they, and I've been called yellowbone before, okay. and I'm just like, okay, all right, maybe there's. It's hope in this world. Yeah, no, and it's 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 it it, it it frustrates me because I mean I like me some dark chocolate, you know. I wear my dogs and whatever, but yeah. it's just that flaw that I have in terms of not being able to speak up decent, you know, fully, you know, African language. And mm -hmm. when I get that sabonis, it's just like, yeah, brother, how are you doing? You know, like I feel like I need to be extra like it, you know, just to like, and it's, it's so not necessary. It's I mean, you know, necessary. we went to the same school. You can hear I our know. accents, you know. Like, completely. Uh, but however, when I'm with my girlfriends, uh -huh. right, back home, I you, had that moment where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colored, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, girls, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the week was like, go on. Because like come here, so, you know. Do you know, I so, love that. You I don't know, know why it I, changes up, but Dominique, it just I, happens. You know what it is? When you speak to people in their language, you get a different side to them. Yeah. You know, and I, I fundamentally believe in that. Eddie's mom, for instance, like she's a, she she loves that. She's like, you know, you have to speak to people in, in the accent in which they will understand. <laughs> if I'm gonna go to a village and I'm gonna like, you know, take my hey. you know twang twang, they're not gonna understand me. I gotta kinda bring it down a notch, uh -huh. you know, and people will understand you and yeah. I completely agree with her. Um I love that though, because when I was in Cape Town, you know, my girlfriends there, which are colored but Cape Malay, so they kind of look Indian, yes. but they're fully colored, which is yes. again just so confusing but beautiful and in between. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they get together, they literally sound like they're singing the entire time. So their accent is like completely <laughs> different. And again, if you take their, like, the Cape Tonian colors and you take the Joburg colors, like you guys would not understand each other mm. at all. Also because they're, they, they have, they mix a lot of Arab also mm. in between. 
Um, so I just think it's it's fascinating. Yeah. And like you're saying, it's <laughs> multifaceted, it's diverse, right? Yeah. And maybe some the point to all this is that, or the point to me at least for, through the whole cultural identity situation was that at some point I just had to embrace my in-betweenness, right. you know? And at some point, I and I agree with Elaine where she even said that at some point I've even, I had to embrace the fact that I would be a bridge of communication yeah. do you, do you to see, some people. Do you find yourself getting that when people do meet you? Like they say, what are you? What are, are, you? are you? Oh my God, what that question. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. You know, I do get that question a lot. And my simple response is, unless you have an entire three hours for me to break down to you what I'm mixed oh, no, we, with. We'll, we'll, break, we'll break it down. We'll break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just no, no, no I'm saying that. like, that's what I say to people. Oh, like, okay. unless you have three hours okay. to, for me to break it down or what I'm mixed with. Yeah. Let's not even get this okay. conversation started, okay. you know. But yeah, I, 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 and I used to get it a lot more when I was, I think, in my early twenties. And you know, guys would try to like, you know, suss, you out. suss me out. Like, what are you? Yeah. I've even had hands in my hair once upon a time. Oh, like, remember when the weaves no. were starting to like get into the thing? I think I was just like, Don't, "Are you touching?" Like, but like he went into <laughs> my to feel your scalp. scalp. Yeah. I was just like, "Is this a thing?" Sure. Yeah. Um, they want to know. They want to know. Jesus, like, what are you? What a question is that? I'm human. Yeah. What are I'm you? I'm a mammal. Like <laughs> female. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, imposter. No, I, I, for me, that also cringes me. Like that. What do you do? Like what do you do? Like who are you? So, yeah. but I I read a book. I just finished a book mm-hmm. called Untethered Soul by Mark Michael A. Singer, mm. and he actually just made just a touch point on terms in terms of. You know, when people ask you, like, you know, it's all about your purpose. And we've, we've spoken about this, that pressure of, like, what's mm-hmm. your purpose? And, you know, what do you do? And he actually mentioned that you're doing life. That's like, life yep. is a full-time job. Yep. Living it, waking yep. up, that is that can be a career, you know. So yeah. my career right now is living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> and go back. Right. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at right now. Right now, where am I? I think, like I said, I've gone through the whole identity thing. I just, I feel like I'm just in a more open space now to have these conversations. And that's why I really want to take it all the way through uh, with the podcast and yeah. as many times as I can, you know, find the people and just have these conversations. Just even if it's almost just like a, you know what? I see you. Cause I think sometimes at least we never really spoke about it. Cause we just thought like we get that in each other without mm-hmm. saying the words. We just like, I see you, you're me. I'm you, even though we're so different. Um, even though other people want to just box us into a box, but no, I see you like you're different. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, and I'm actually, I'm so grateful for this podcast, friend, because we've been friend, friends, what, 15 plus years. Mm-hmm. And to this day, that question's always been in the back of my mind. Like when I asked you now, mm-hmm. what was going through your thought process? Because only Lord knows that we're still friends because I how I didn't write you off, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I, it's crazy how I'm just thinking about it now that I never really knew the answer to that. I know, right? But we were fine, though. Yeah. We kind of got a, like I think we had we so had, many we, other issues just, going on. Yeah, and we had a lot in common in terms of dancing and yeah. all of that. So yeah. yeah, our interests kept kept us, I guess, together, engaged, in, and, and engaged, yes. and wanting to just be with each other. Um, we also love to laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, your jokes kept me actually. That's what I loved about you. Oh, I and, love that. Uh, I think with girls, with women, it's you guys were my therapy, you know. Maybe as a kid I didn't need therapy because I had you. 
yeah, and you were the more conservative one. And I had Chanel. And cray she cray. was, you know, she'd just say it like it yeah, is. Yeah, Chanel also came into the crew. She's like, I'm also colored girl. My great-grandmother from my uncle's <laughs> side is awesome. I love that about and her And just for well. perspective, I'd like to paint the picture for our audience. <laughs> I mean, she it, she looks like an Indian girl, you know, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, also super multi-mixed of everything. You know what? You're right. We're all just mixed with something at the end of the day. Nobody at this point is a pure, bre- pure, of pure breed of anything. True. So, you know, we're all kind of mixed-ish. Yes. <laughs> you know, white, whatever, you're mixed yeah. at some point. Yeah. So let's. So the mere fact that, we're all, that there's still somewhat racism, there's still racism, I'm missing somewhat, there is still racism. Yeah is baffling to me honestly yeah. sure but we'll pick this up i mean i cannot wait oh yeah and hopefully we'll get some guests in here like i'm excited for that as well just to get mm-hmm. more perspective you know from i know right wouldn't it be great to have pro oh i think she would go on a tangent yes it should be so great because again her experience must be so different because yeah. i cannot imagine what Even it's been Josie. oh my gosh right. and mind you people from limpopo are you know were as ostracized as you yeah. saying like when out when people would be like oh so you black what are you I'm like yeah Shangan it'd be like never oh my days. god yeah. and, <laughs> and people from Limpopo you know kind of went through that sort of xenophobic did. um attack before and you know Shaw Maya her name she has kind of pioneered that space and made it cool. I mean, the mere fact that she had to make it cool for people to accept a culture is insane. But that's exactly what she did. And she's unapologetically um, herself and proud of her cultural heritage and all of that. But again, do you realize like how different we all are? Even though if you just put it like when when you get when you when we used to get that questionnaire at school, Mm -hmm. black and not even black, African, white or colored like how limiting and how one-dimensional is that of a question? True. How ridiculous of a question is True. that even? Yeah. That's well, the part that bothered me, I guess. But it's exciting times and I'm excited to be alive. I'm excited to be here, mm. you know, kind of doing this journey. It's interesting how you said that this morning I was putting on my Tommy tackies as well. Yeah. And I had a little bit of a, you know, a, a little giggle to myself because not so long ago, these Tommy Tackies were also like made shoes and Remember it was that? like a thing, you know. Um, he used to wear, only, wear it to his head though. Remember? P. Yeah. P. Yeah. Wear it to like you were frowned upon and now it's a fashion statement, you know. I so know, it just right? takes one cool person to break those molds and yeah, make it my cool. My only problem is that it takes a cool white person to appropriate it and then it becomes cool. That's That's just my frustration. Like big bums weren't cool but because a white person put them on, now it's cool. You know, big lips weren't cool. When people called names and things. That's just where my frustration comes from. Like, why couldn't it just be cool, cool from, from the, the jump? Go, yeah. You know, from yeah. the people. But I think with anything that's it. different, people will always first come at it from an attacking point because you don't understand it. Yeah. So you're going to bring it down. Yeah. And only once you've opened it up and you're like, Agreed. actually, hmm, this yeah. is not, this is, then it happens. So naturally, yeah. when, we all naturally just always have our fear got up. Yep. Especially when things are different. So yep. that's probably where yeah. that comes from. The newer generation has it. Like they're so open-minded. Mm-hmm. I think they're not going to have majority of these issues. Insecurities yeah. Have, I mean, yeah. these kids wear anything. Number one. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, they they couldn't care less about somebody saying you don't look neat. Yes. You know, um, hair issues. Oh my god. Did you ever have that? Like your hair doesn't look neat. Did the teacher ever tell you that in school? No, because it always did. Again, <laughs> that's true. You are very well kept. I, I, on the other hand, that was like a, a, another color thing. Actually, like mm-hmm. in terms of culture, it's like your hair had to be on point, and it's like you had the rollers. Donut. Make sure yes. by sun- on Sundays you got the rollers yes. in. Yes, you yeah. had like this donut as well. It was like a competition in terms of how neat your bola had to be. I know, like a bola is a, a bun. bun. A bun. Here we go. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I come from that home. Yeah, but you were always well-kept. I think uh, primary school, I was a bit more, I mean, Tanil and I would swim at mm-hmm. six o'clock in the morning at school. So you can imagine what it looked like in class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is dripping wet <laughs> by, you know, midday. Like I've got all the flyaways. flyaways. My hair had gone home way <laughs> before <laughs> I got home. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I did get my fair share of no, for mine, my, my transition, I think going through puberty, because even in primary, I was a mess, a hot mess. And then, you know, when puberty hit, it's like, okay, you're noticing boys now. And that's when <laughs> I thought, okay, I want to put some lip gloss on. So that, that See, maybe that was what also attracted me to you, though. I think you inspired me to be a lot more well-kept. Okay. I think before you, I, I couldn't care less. And even after, I kind of still didn't. I had like my standard amount of hairstyles <laughs> like three or four go-tos really? yeah and then i when i'd look at you i'd be like oh she did that with oh let me try that <laughs> it wouldn't quite work out because my flyaways oh, were real yeah, wow you know yeah. um, i was doing I didn't hair have gel all the time back in school oh, you my were word, braiding hair and and so. you did mine yeah. so yeah. yeah i mean i could go as far as twisting my hair out and that was it yeah. and maybe a few in between hairstyles again like they were inspired by you i Oh well, friend. I just you're telling to to me school. this now. <laughs> I just wanted to go to school, go to my athletics, my drum majors, like whatever sport I needed to do, and mm-hmm. just be done with it. Like I couldn't care less. Sure. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> well, no, whatever. Pearl Tusi had to tell you you look pretty. For ah. me. <laughs> I hope that was loud. <laughs> get I hear it. you. I hear you. Okay. Who? <laughs> Anyway, girl, so this is how we wrap up this um, podcast episode. Yay. And we cannot wait to have Lebo back in here. Yeah. Catch up with her on her life and everything. And the point of this episode truly was like, let's just embrace who we are, yes. where we are, and focus more on wholeness yes. as opposed to trying to do everything and be everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think at least I'm a bit more kind to myself and i think if anything also even you know with this covid 19 movement if anything you know death needs to teach us a lesson in terms of slowing down Mm -hmm. you know because it's inevitable exactly what i meant it's inevitable that's exactly it like maybe like just spend time with our families god forbid we have time now (laughs) (laughs) you know because if if you knew if 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 i told you now you know you've got a week to live you know, yeah. What are you gonna do with that week? You know, and it's that's Man, a, what are you no. gonna do with that week? You're gonna be nicer and kinder to people. You know, yeah. they're gonna think like I'd be lot more limitless yes, as well. Absolutely, and hopefully people won't think like, "What's wrong with you? You sick? What's <laughs> going on?" You know, it should be this is your legacy. This is how you are. So, if anything, I think this should teach us yeah. a big lesson to be kind to one another. I agree, and just do you, boo. Yeah, man. Stay true. Yeah, man. So you can follow us. 
www.unlimitless.podcast.sa on Instagram. Connect with us. Let us know what your thoughts are. And see you later. Yeah, signing out. <laughs>